Carl, welcome to the Eric Andrews Lang Show. How how do I how do how do you boil down Carl Tart? It's impossible. You can't get you can't get boiled down into a, a do, do you do the simple introduction? Um, I, people do the simple introduction for me all the time. I I usually <laughs> I just did a, a one on uh, on my friend Nicole Byers show where I just said, oh, I'm a former football player who's now on the same TV show as Nicole Byer. <laughs> I like that. How has your, so, so how has your life changed since Grand Crew came out? Uh, you know what? It hasn't changed a ton, but I will say there have been some, uh, some recognizings happening in the street. That's really cool. That 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 always feels real good. I went to the Super Bowl this weekend, so I ain't never been to a Super Bowl before. So that that definitely came from Grand Crew. Um, but yeah, I uh, definitely have been recognized in the streets, and that's always fun. That's always like makes me feel good, you know, that people like the work. I feel like when people recognize you, they recognize like a a, a picture of like happiness. Do you know what I mean? Like you're a you're you're a happy dude, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Like I remember we, so we met like, fuck, it was like almost a year ago, maybe, or maybe more. Yeah, it was, we, we were open. LA was open at the time. It was after the pandemic, but LA was open. So it probably was winter 2020, 2020, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe winter 2020. Yeah, man. And, and we, and we met and you had, you had like just gotten into golf and you just had me laughing. Like I just, I, we were, we were sitting down. I almost, I think I like almost choked on whatever I was trying to eat. Like it was just, <laughs> you know, your, your whole like look on the game was just something that I just, I just was, I related to in a way that I hadn't known yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was um, interesting times but, when I was getting into it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this. So you, you, um, well, first of all, the, the point, the, one of the points here is that we're going to get to is we released a YouTube video yesterday and um, a lot of comments. Have you read any of the comments? No, sir. I, I got some that I want to read to you and I want to, we, we got to talk about it because okay. I think it's, it's, it's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. I, I was, I, I try to stay away from those comments. Like, you know, when you, you got a very loyal fan base and I know that most of them are dope and they love, they probably came to, uh, uh, found you the same way I did, but Sometimes when when you throw when you throw a wrench in the bicycle spokes, people might topple over. You know what I'm saying? Are you like me in the sense that like they can they can throw you? They can you can take them personally? Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. I don't I don't really subscribe to the idea of trolls. I think uh, like nobody's nobody's a troll. Nobody's living under a bridge saying this stuff. Nobody's got uh, green hair shooting straight up in the air and and looks like a, a tiny baby or something. It is it is real people who have pulses just like I do who have circulatory systems and respiratory systems and they they're choosing to take time out of their day where they could be being like productive they could be doing anything else in the world they could be out uh cleaning up the streets that are filthy they could be out doing anything and they're choosing to waste their time by saying something negative about me now that's not to say that nobody's allowed to have a negative opinion about me i got negative opinions about people all the time but do i waste time during the day commenting on that cementing my words of negativity in the world and putting more negativity in the world to diss them or whatever no absolutely not so it's like to me comment sections they i have i'm getting better about it and i have to, i have to like the more i get into the public eye and stuff i gotta 
be more thick skinned. But sometimes when, when you sit back and go like, wow, man, this person, this is a real human being. This is a person who could walk past me. This, this, could, this dude could be standing next to me at a urinal at a bank. And he has said something so negative about me or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Right. You know, I want to start the pod over. Are you okay with that? How long yeah, have we been going? going on? How, how long have we been going? Five minutes. Carl, I feel like I could do a better job opening you up. I feel like I feel like I'm going to try to really nail this here. All right, okay. ready? The, yeah. I, I want to, and honestly, you can even leave all this in. We can just do a second intro in the pod because you know, here's the thing: is with the pod, I normally like do like a soft intro, and I'm starting to feel like I could do better. You know what I mean? Because I was on someone else's pod the other day, and uh -huh. and he really he got me fired up. Like I feel like I was WWF, you know, Coach HP. All right, ready? I'm going to do this again. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show. I'm very excited for our guest today. Comedian, writer, actor, athlete, Carl Tart from Mississippi by way of, you've lived in a lot of different places in LA, but what I'm really excited to talk to you about is the state of golf, your love of the game, how you got into it, your experience as a writer in Hollywood, which is just, mm -hmm. I think that's like a storybook life that people have, um, your experience as an athlete, and ultimately, I want to get into the comment section on our latest YouTube video that you were the star of about golf course etiquette. Welcome to the show, Carl Tart. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Was that a better intro? I feel like that was fucking lit. Dude, I felt like we was just, we was vibing. Did you not feel the vibe? No, we were vibing, but you know what? I was starting to feel self-conscious because like you deserve a really good intro, Carl. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Well, that was, that was more than enough. That was more than enough. Being on here is an honor in itself. All right. Well, Jojo, let's keep both intros in. And you know what? If you like the first intro, you know, that's fine. But like, we're going into the second intro. That's that's the where okay. we're headed, Carl. I want I want yeah. you to feel fucking swaddled on the Eric Anders Lang show. You know, I already feel it. I already feel it. You've, I'm a baby wrapped up in swaddled. toilet paper. <laughs> so I want to hear, um, you know, I was really excited um, when I got a chance to like see ads for Grand Crew come out. And I was just like, oh, my mm -hmm. God. There's my guy. I know that guy. Can you yeah. tell um, tell me a little bit about like the premise of Grand Crew, how it got started? You know, I I know you're you you wrote it and you're also in it, which is kind of unusual, right? No, no, I did not write. No. I did not write Grand Crew. I did not write Grand Crew, but I, I'm just in it. But I, here's here's what you may be thinking. Uh, so I am one of the characters is inspired by me. I'm assuming it's the one that I play, but we. As a, as, a, as a friend group, uh, my buddy Phil Jackson, who I've collaborated with professionally and also is a really good friend of mine, uh, we met about like eight, nine years ago now, better part of a decade, as, as he likes to say. I like that that term, better part of a decade, uh, as opposed to the worst part of a decade. But uh, we met we met uh, almost 10 years ago, at and we performed improv comedy together at the UCB Theater, and... We had done other stuff. He was a, he was like the sketch coach for my team. He moved out here to work on he moved out here to work on uh, Key and Peele, the sketch show on Comedy Central. Right. And so he was like a sketch coach for my sketch group, uh, now called the Big Team, formerly known as White Women. And uh, we uh, I just saw White Women. Didn't I? Oh no, I didn't see White Women. Who did I see when no, I no, went no. to Largo? You that saw was a new one. Dinosaur. You saw Dinosaur, yeah. which is the which was the, is the former show the former show called Facebook. Uh, okay. Well, for, before you Paul keep going, Sheer. I need to let people know. Mm -hmm. Like you, we're talking, you know, I I don't know how many people who are listening have had a chance to 
really listen to genius improv comedy where you're just playing off of the vibe in the audience, nothing scripted. I got to go see that with you and um, a, a bunch of just like amazing characters who are up there on stage. And I was like, I don't know, I was dying the whole night, like my stomach hurt. And uh, yeah. so so what, what are you saying is an improv group? I, I don't you got to go see an improv group if you had a chance. It's really fun and it makes uh, improv gets a bad rep. But uh, you got to see the good improv groups. Don't go to your friend's uh, beginner's level improv show expecting it to be spectacular because it's not going to be. Uh, that's that's like why it's so good watching. when it's good. Yeah, yeah. So, but what we what we're professionals at. We've been doing it for years and years and years. So you know we can make up a lot of stuff. And you you know you're watching legends up there. You're watching Paul Shear. You're watching Rob Riggle. You're watching uh, you know Seth Morris and Charlie Sanders and Chad. Uh, I forget Chad's name, uh, <laughs> but his first name is Chad. Uh, uh, but yeah, like you, you, uh, you, you came and saw a, a, a good show. That was a fun one. But yeah, me and Phil, uh, were working together and and writing and stuff together, and then we worked together as writers on Brooklyn Nine Nine together. And on that show, he pitched to uh, Dan Gore uh, the idea of us hanging out at this wine bar. He was like, "This is what." We talked because he was pitching a lot of shows. Dan Dan said he wanted to collaborate with him, wanted to take a, a show into the network to pitch. And Phil had all these great ideas, but he they would also talk about us hanging out at the wine bar and us, you know, being in there expressing our emotions, say, talking about our feelings, drinking wine, learning about wine. Because we I wasn't a wine drinker before then. And so that's how the show was born. And that's how it came about. And I was I'm so thankful and grateful to be a part of it. You, I have to imagine um, the feeling of like, like it's one thing to go on stage and like read a script, mm -hmm. but it's another to go on stage and have no idea what you're going to say with a bunch of other people who also have no idea what they're going to say. So performing and, and I'm, you know, I'm curious to know, Carl, you've got like a unique potion here, right? You've got like the improv experience. You've got like serious athletic experience. You were um, basketball, right? Basketball, football and baseball. Yeah. Basketball, football. Yeah, that's right. You have the baseball swing. Full, like, when you stand up on the tee, I see a baseball player. You, <laughs> you, you then also have like the golf experience, which we share mostly, right? Like, mm -hmm. what is there a similarity in the feeling? Because I believe like we kind of we do things for the feeling, right? Like, what, what is there a feeling that's like that goes across all three of those things? Yeah, the feeling of camaraderie and competition, like right. being. It's the same playing golf to me is a different it's a different vibe. It's like playing the easiest pickup game of anything. You know what I mean? Like imagine taking a beer out onto the mound like with you, you know, like <laughs> it, like golf. It, it, when I got into it, of course, that feeling of competition like overtook me and I had right. to be pulled back from it. People had to be like, hey, relax. This is. You're not going to be good at this. You're not going to. And I'm like, shut up, man. I'm good at everything. But I wasn't good at golf. You know, I'm still not good at golf. And that's a crazy thing. That's like the the idea of not being good at something when you're used to like being good at everything else you try. And right. uh, so it that that part of it that I think that's the the main thing that 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 is across the board in in, in all of sports and even in improv too in in it, the the thrill of going out there and never knowing what's going to happen because even in other in other sports you you run plays but all it takes is that defense to be ready for you and you got to change it up on the fly right so 
with improv, you you don't know what you're going to say until you say it. And then the other person, you don't know what they're going to say. So you got to be ready for whatever they throw at you. Now, there are sets of rules that keep that supposedly keep you all on track. I can't just get up and do an improv show with anybody because, well, I can now maybe, but I, I, I couldn't when I first started or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like you, there, there are rules that you have to abide by to keep the show going forward. Like Like no denying, no denial. Don't, don't tell me, don't tell me no. So if, if I make up a reality, we have to go with that reality. And also I have to be a decent enough human to not make you do. There's also something called pimping, which is, Pimping? Just because just because we're not denying you you know the rule is not to deny. So don't make me do anything that I can't do. So I'm I would never get on stage with you and go, All right, private, drop down and give me a hundred push-ups. And we're not gonna continue on until you do that. That's pimping. So okay. like now I have to do a hundred push-ups. <laughs> so right, right. now I would we if you're good everybody, you weasel your way out of that and you now, you now have set another side of the reality. Hold on, coach. Uh, hold on, sergeant, sergeant, sir, or whoever. Can we just take a second? I, I have to do this thing. And that right. person has to go along with that with you. They can't be like, nope, no, you give me those push-ups. That's bad right. improv. And nobody's going to laugh at that. Have you ever done improv on a podcast? Yeah. Should yeah. we do it right now? We can do improv on this podcast. How do, I, well, how do we get started? I'm ready. Well, how Do we set a time limit? Uh, we can set it. T- we can. I'll call scene. Once, oh, okay, once, great, once we feel great. like it's over. So the I'm rule ready. is: here's what here's what we're gonna do. You, you when we set this reality, you don't say no, and you you say yes and. So what you do is you say if this is true, then what else is true? So okay, you're gonna say yes to what I give you, and also add something to it. Now we have somewhere to go. You see what I'm okay, saying? Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, I got it. So let's get a suggestion from your producer. All right, Yell out Jojo. any word at all. One word. I'm so excited about this. Volcano. This is good. Volcano. Okay, sir. And if you take a look to the left here, this is the real volcano they used in Jurassic Park. That's right. That's That can't be the real volcano. It's it, Oh, I just did it. I said no. You denied me. You denied me. I denied you. So. <laughs> Fuck. All right, all right. Let's start. I had my eyes closed. Okay, okay. Let's, let's, let's try again. Try again. Try again. Sorry. All right, now we got to give me, give me another word, Jojo. New word. New word. Okay. It's going to be basketball. Basketball. Okay. 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 Hey, man. At halftime, I'm going to propose to Siphony. Stephanie? St- I, th- I thought her name was Stephanie. You denied did I do it again? again. I denied, denied it again. again. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? That's so funny. See, <laughs> you, you you caught on to my mistake, which happens. Yeah. That happens. I messed yeah. up her name. I was about to say Sydney, okay. and I was trying to say Stephanie at the same time. So I said Stephanie. We c- and Next time you I'll can just call go with that- it if I make a mistake. <laughs> you can definitely call that out, but okay. here's how I will call that out. Here's how I will call it out. If somebody says Symphony, I'll go, man, you gonna propose to Symphony? Symphony, Symphony? And like really make people like, like, oh my gosh, she's a great girl for you. She's a great girl, but man, Symphony, man. I can't believe Symphony. Like, and make everybody know that <laughs> right. you messed up. And but say like, the name over and over again. Be like, how did she get that name? Do you know? Did you know the origin story? <laughs> yes. Okay. But right. we have to set up, we have to set up a lot more reality before we can definitely get into that moment. But that's not that's follow that's that's something called following the shiny object. 
So okay. all right. following, following a shiny object can get you off course a lot of the time, too. Okay, all right. All right, let's try again. New, yeah. new word, JoJo. I'm going to close my eyes. New I'm going to do JoJo. this. I'm going to do this. How about you start it? How about you start it off? You you say the first you say the first oh. line, Eric. Okay, all right, all right, cool. Yeah. All right. All right, we're gonna go like adjacent to the subject of the pot. So we'll do table etiquette. Table etiquette. <laughs> okay, okay, table etiquette. Okay, so where's this how many spoons are there on the table? There's two or there's three? There's four spoons on the table, and I need you to put on your glasses. I've been telling you this, and you don't want to wear them. I know they're big, but there's four spoons on the table. Okay, so four spoons, in it, but the, the, when I wear the glasses, I'm seeing four, three spoons. Yes, yes. That's, that's where your astigmatism lies. It's right in the middle, okay? So something is missing, so you have to, always have to keep your head on a swivel. Hey, we have to practice for this correspondence dinner. The president is going to be here in 10 minutes. I, the last time I met the president, I shat my pants. Do you have anything on you that can help me like a diaper or wet wipes or anything? I already got you, fam. I brought three grocery bags and they're the new types, the reusable ones. The plastic you're ones, gonna right? You're going to be good. Yeah. You're going to stay, we just cut, okay. cut a couple holes at the bottom of these and you pull and them up. And I just wear it. Yeah. You're going to be great. You're going to do great. And remember, keep your head on the swivel because you only see half of things. Okay. And what's the game plan at the dinner? What, what, what do you need from me? What do I need to do? Stand there, be confident, keep your glasses on, keep the bag on your ass, and you'll be all right. Also, don't need too much fiber before you go in. Last time you had that fiber one cereal, and that's what really caused that mess. People could hear my stomach from like two tables over. It, was, it was just so embarrassing. That's it. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I th- that was close. Let me give you, let me give you notes. I, okay, this please. is nothing that I, did, that I did not tell you in the beginning. You asked me a question every time you spoke. So questions are also another thing because now you're putting all the onus on me to create the whole thing. Now that's okay in this situation. I can, but questions always, you can ask, all these rules can be broken. You can say no, you can ask questions, but you want to make sure you set the reality and set the stakes from the beginning with just yes ending. Okay. Can we try again, Carl? Of course. Do you mind? (laughs) This is really interesting to me. Don't you cut this out. No, this is going in. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right. So you think it's better if I open it? It doesn't matter. Well, okay, it doesn't matter. You, you have to. It, I'm, I'm giving you the opportunity because I'm giving you the opportunity to set the reality that I'm going to then yes and. Okay. All right. So all right, I'm, we'll try one more. I'll start. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's get a word from JoJo. I, right before you, I do have a quick question because I'm like scared yes. that I'm do a bad word. Like, what are the worst? What are the worst prompts you get when you're at shows and people ask you improv questions? The worst prompts that we get, and usually this is from audiences that aren't really improv savvy, we'll get dirty words. So we'll get like dildo, and you never you never want that. And also certain foods, like uh, a lot of people's, the first word that comes to their mind is always pineapple. And so that word, it, it, it's not a bad word, but we've just heard it so many times. So now, oh, we got to start another scene about pineapples. So... You go to Hawaii, you go to a fruit salad, you talk about a fruit salad. You know, you know there's there's only so many, like, we we get that all the time. We go, hey, let's get a word. And somebody yell out, pineapple. And go, all right, pineapple. But, uh, so yeah, like, those are the two worst, I think. Dildo and pineapple. Okay. 
I'm so glad you said that. I'm, I'm actually like putting a pineapple behind my back right now. <laughs> okay, let's do a food one though. Let's do smoked fish. Smoked fish. Yeah. Well, before we go, Eric, okay. I want to ask you, smoked fish. When you think of I, smoked fish, what do you think of? I had a good opener. What, what did I think of when I think of smoked fish? My first thought was, um, well, should I give it away? What, what do you mean, what do I think yeah, of? Yeah, go I, ahead. I, give me your opener. I'm sorry for cutting Okay. Yeah, I think I got it, right? All right. Uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Is, is, why do I want to plan it so much? Well, and then I found out that I had all this smoked fish that she hid under the seat of my car. She hid the smoked fish underneath the seat of your car. That's it, man. That's the final straw. You need to go to her and say, listen, mom, I'm not moving out. I don't care if I'm 31. I am staying in the house. Would I bring the smoked fish in the house or did I just leave it in the car? What do I do with the smoked fish? You take the smoked fish out of the car. If it's, You clearly are distressed by the smoked fish. You take the smoked fish out of the car. You can eat it. You can throw it away. Do whatever you want to with it. But take it out of your car. That was the first okay. thing that was bothering you. Okay, get the smoked fish out of the car. Go inside and tell her I'm going to live there no matter how old I get. I can yes. do that, but will you come with me? I'll come with you, man. That's no problem. I, I can, I'm not going to talk to your mom, though, at first, unless it gets violent, and then I'll stop the fight, and I, I can talk to you both. It's not a conflict of interest if you come there since you work together and anything like that, because I just keep asking you questions. <laughs> how do you not ask questions? Why can't I do this? It's hard. To, it's hard to not ask questions. Yeah, we're, we're we're going into long form pretty quickly. You're trying to get into long form scene work immediately. Like <laughs> what we should be doing is, you know, explaining the rules and doing like three line scenes. And you go, oh. we literally when we first when we first started, you 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 set up something, and then the other person goes, yes, and this is also true, and then that person has a response to it. Okay. So right. that's right. that's that's like a beginning level thing. That's what that's what I need to come and do. A, I'm, I'm gonna come to Austin and I'm doing an improv yes. workshop with all the RGC folks. Dude, we would love that. Can yeah. we try one more, Carl? Can we do one where you start it and I just commit to doing the yes and the okay. last one, last one. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna try. Go ahead, JoJo. Do your do work your magic. Just word association. I think it's worth pointing out that that it's hard because I saw Carl. He he like threw you off in the first thing. Where you, I thought at first that you were going to be going to your girlfriend to break up with her, and then you, and then it was your mom, and I was like, oh okay, so you I want started to laughing. Move out. Yeah, and but then it was you were supposed to stay, so it was like he was, you know, he's working on so many different levels. Yeah, like no, it's the little things. This is genius. I'm over here just like playing with like Lincoln logs. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm just going to be myself this time, or whoever. All right the uh, the the word is. Uh, Battleship. Battleship. All right. I'm sick of playing this game with you. You always cheat. The last time I cheated was for a reason. I knew that what was happening wasn't fair and I needed to go in and, you know, like make things right. So I was cheating, but I had a good reason. There's never a good reason to cheat. Okay. I, that's what I say to my dad every day when he leaves the house talking about he's going to get cigarettes. There's never a good reason to cheat, man. I don't want to play with you. You're no fun in this game. I'm taking my game and I'm going home. Okay, fair. W what if we make a rule that says you can cheat too? All right, I'm listening. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, like, what if we both just cheat the same way and then it's not cheating anymore, you know? And then neither of us wins. Man, now I know why I'm friends with you. <laughs> I don't know. Was that good? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was okay. I did better. I, I you didn't, said, I didn't you said, you it. set up the reality. You set up the reality. You, okay, you, that's you gave me a reason dude. why you, you, you yes and it. You took, you took on the role of the cheater and you said, yes, okay, I may be, I may cheat, but here is why. And that gives me something to work with. You exactly, right. you made it. If this is true, then what else is true? Here's it's really hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. How, how has like doing improv, like, because I feel like I can improv in a conversation pretty well, mm-hmm. but but I think inhabiting a character and improving without the ability to um, question in some sense is very hard for me. Yeah, uh, it is hard. Improv has helped me in so in so many ways. It's it's, it's helped me talk to strangers. I was a pretty shy dude growing up. Uh, still get in my shy bag a little bit, but improv kind of broke broke me of that. You know, I can kind of perform on the fly now. Uh, if I get if 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 somebody throws me off with something in the street, I can always come back with something witty. Uh, improv is good. It's also just good mental work. You know what I mean? Like I remember so much stuff because I have to remember all the details of these scenes. Like especially right. when there's a there's a form that we do called the Herald, and uh, usually. It's 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 basically like a herald is like a a three act play kind of where you uh, establish uh, establish a a reality in the first beats and then in the second beats you heighten that reality and and go on to another like move forward in time if you will in certain ways there's different ways to do that but the most basic way is establish a reality heighten that reality wrap that reality up and this show usually takes about and they're, they're each each three beats there's uh three one a one b one c two a two b two c three a three b three c and by the three by the third beats you wrap you've wrapped up the whole show basically and that's like isn't that like 20 minutes or something yeah about 25 minutes yeah yeah i remember i i went to one of those at ucb where you used to perform right mm-hmm. yeah and Real i and like i a big student night Exactly. And I didn't know what I was getting into and I was dying. Like, you know, someone, you know, someone just yells out Snickers and it's just like, what's that in the pool? You know? And it's like, and these just like, you honestly, I, I, I always had respect for you and, and everyone in this improv space and comedy space. But that right there was like, I was humbled, dude. That you're, you're fucking talented, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, can I admit something to you? Yes, please. I've I've kind of always had a little back pocket idea that I would just like to go do an open mic and just be a stand up, but I don't I don't know. Now I'm kind of like kind of not so sure about it. Uh, if you wanted to do it, I would say do it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. But also, I think a lot of people have that back pocket idea. They people do. say that to me all the time. I'll be, I'll really? just be sitting at a bar like if I have like a meeting on the other side of town, I want to wait out traffic and I'll just go to a bar and get a beer and some and some chicken wings. And, you know, you start talking to the bartender or whatever. And I like, so what do you do, man? And I go, oh, I work in comedy. I'm a, I'm a comedian. And they go, oh, man, I've, I've always wanted to do stand up. You know, this is the only job that people do that to. You never you never see a you never see nobody go up to a doctor and be like, man, let me see. Let me see the scalpel, dog. Let me get up in there. Like everybody yeah. thinks they can do it. Everybody thinks everybody. they can do it. Why is that? Does everyone just think they're funny or do they, or what do they do? What what is it? Everybody thinks they're funny. Everybody thinks this is easy. Everybody doesn't. And stand up is different than improv because these people, when you're watching a a Chris Rock HBO special, 
he's been doing those same jokes over and over and over again for at least two years. Yeah. All, if not, if not like, you know, one and a half to two years, he's been doing those jokes. And even he will go up and bomb still. Whoa. Like, so it, it, it's not as easy as people think it is. People just make it look easy. And that's the, that's the thing that most people, when somebody relates to you and you make something look easy, they immediately think, well, I can do that. Yeah. When they, like, when they make it look easy, except for things that they know are hard. Right. Yeah, like golf was kind of like that, right? Like I was like, oh, come on, that can't 100%. be that hard. And then you're just like over the ball and you're like, I hate you. Bro, the first day I ever stepped on a golf course, it was at the Los Feliz 3. Oh, yeah. And me and the homies went out there. And that day, like, I was with some homies who, like, I had hooped with before and, you know, gave them that work. Like, and they were just like, bro, golf is a different beast, man. I was like, bro, I played baseball all my life, man. Like, I know how to hit. I can hit a ball coming at me 80 miles per hour, 90 miles per hour. I can definitely hit a ball that ain't moving, man, all day long. Swipe, shwink, swoop. Like, just missing it. Just completely missing it. And I'm like, how is this happening? Like, so, yeah, yeah you always think you can do something, especially with sports, if you if you played something else. Yeah, ba- I, I, I play a lot of baseball. And what, what position do you play in baseball? Outfield. Outfield. Left field and right field, yeah. Big plays. Yeah. Big plays, what, big arm. What was the big arm? What What was the best... Like, like, what feels the best in the outfield? I mean, is, is it just diving, jumping for a catch? Jumping. For me, it's jumping. For me, it's robbing somebody of a home run. Oh, when it's at over the, the when, fence. When it's at the fence. Yeah, when it's at the fence and you make it back there and you get to jump and catch that joker and then point at him and say, don't ever try that again. Next time, you strike out. Catch that joker. So when you jump, are you like, are you, how many times have you done that? I don't know. A lot. A lot. Like, yeah, when I was when I was when I was younger, much more than I do now, because now I do play in the baseball league now, but I don't be doing it like that anymore. <laughs> like, do, you, do you do you put your cleats in the wall and and jump and like step up on it, or are you just jumping oh, like the Bo into Jackson? The wall? Yeah, nah, yeah, just jumping into the wall. Bo <laughs> Jackson, the wall. dude. What, yeah. a, what? Who was your idol growing up as an athlete? Deion Sanders. It was. Yes. It started with Deion. So I'm I'm of that. I'm born in 1989. So. It, for me, it was throughout the 90s. It was Dion in, in football and baseball. And then in football, you know, Michael Vick came along. That was another, like, person that you'd love to watch play. And then right. Randy Moss, like, that was another one. And then when I started playing and I picked my position, tight end, it was, like, Algie Crumpler and uh, Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez. And then in basketball, for me, it was Shaq as a kid. And then... Yeah. LeBron, when LeBron came along, I was just like, "Oh, I'm a LeBron guy." So, so going back to Deion Sanders, so he, he was a he was a lefty, right? Wasn't he I a lefty? Don't know. In I don't baseball, him being and and he was uh, like Falcons, right? When he played for the Falcons, he did play for the Falcons. He played for the yeah. Falcons and the Braves. See, I remember that because I, I I was like um, I was an '81 kid, and so for me, '86 Mets was like just like you know just just the the characters on that team, you know, like do you. When you look at like a team that you want to follow, like how, what do you need? You know what I mean? To like, to like love a team. You know what I mean? So I'm a natural born Saints fan who that nation represent. Uh, my dad played for him for a little while and uh, they're right across the bridge in, in New Orleans. I'm from Mississippi originally. And I 
was a I, so that made me love the underdog always. Right. Like it gave me it gave me the chip. Even the chip that I have, you know, in my own life. The under I always root for the underdog. I consider myself to be an underdog. I always root for the other guy. You know, so the Saints before two before two thousand six were the laughing stock of the league, you know. They right. they were the Aints. You wear the you wear the brown paper bag to the game. And but I love that. I embrace that. Even in my fa- it, it caused rifts in my family, you know, because I have uh my grandpa's a Cowboys fan, my uncle's a Cowboys fan. Uh the Cowboys owned the early part of the nineties and people are still resting on that to this day. I don't understand why. But um the year. fans are obnoxious. But yeah. um <laughs> it's da- it's but, Dallas, you know. Yeah, yeah. But beyond that, uh when I moved to LA, the first basketball game I ever went to was a Clipper game. And Hell I remember yeah. getting laughed at. And I remember even like my mom's boyfriend at the time, who's my brother's dad, like great guy, helped raise me. He also was like, he's a huge Laker. He still trolls me about the Clippers versus Laker. Like still to this day. Like I'm a grown ass man and he still does it. And he made me, you know, when a, when a, when a dude's in the house that ain't your dad, you're like, man, you ain't my dad, man. My dad'll my dad kick your ass, man. I'm a root for the other guys, and that's right. when I became a Clipper fan because they they I felt like they needed my love. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they like I was like, oh, I like these. I I like this this underdog team. And at the time, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Years of heartbreak, but that's what, also what I love about sports, though. Is just I feel like that's the fun of sports. Like right. when you have, when you a Pats fan and you just win every year, like it's like uh, okay. Like, yeah, it gets kind of boring. You want yeah. you want the challenge. So so you went to the Super Bowl. You live in L.A. Who did you root uh-huh. for? The Bengals. Wow. What Here's did you wear? Why. Uh, I kept I wore Saints stuff. Kept it pretty neutral. Okay, good. Yeah, I wore Saints yeah. stuff. I rooted for the Bengals to win, but I didn't, I really didn't too much care. But here's why: people got to remember the NFC Championship in 2018 when the Rams uh, when they didn't call that pass interference and the Rams stole it from us. Stole a chance for Drew Brees to prove his superiority over Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and uh, I'll never forget it. Also, the Rams the Rams just got back out here like you know five years ago. So yeah, how was the stadium? I wasn't gonna jump on that bandwagon. It's it's it's, it's the eighth wonder of the world. It's like it's nasty, amazing. right? It, like, it's, what was the coolest part that we didn't see on TV? Like, are the bathrooms crazy? What's going on? <laughs> the the bathrooms are cool. The the screen. I don't think people really get the magnitude of that screen that they got in there. Right. That wraparound. That wraparound screen. It's just so big. It's so clear. It's what you yeah. watching, ten eighty p in that Hell joke. Yeah. Like, it's great. And uh, the just the size, the sheer size of it is huge. Like, it's so big. Outside, it was so much fun. It was like walking through like the Disneyland for football fans. Like, oh man, it was the best. It was the best experience, I, and everybody was I love a good stadium. and cool. Yeah, yeah, me too. Did you ever go to um, the uh, the Rose Bowl? Yes. Yeah, I was. I That's used to crazy. go see UCLA play football. That's always a fun one. Um, and I would go to the Coliseum too. I don't, you know, see SC play football. Yeah. Um. All right, you want, I want to get in these comments. Are we, where, does that sound good? Okay. Yeah, let's do All right, it. Let's, we'll go to a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, folks. Policy genius. That's with a lowercase g. I just want to clarify that. Look, you could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with policy lowercase genius. Life insurance can give you peace of mind that if you die, your loved ones that have a financial cushion 
for rent or mortgage payments. That's all the stuff you need. Education, loans, everyday expenses, policy, genius, lowercase genius. I kind of want to be an uppercase genius, but it's still this case. It's lowercase genius. Policygenius.com to get your free life insurance is where you got to go. Get free life insurance. Quote, there's no such thing as free life insurance. Is there? Nothing's free. Church. (laughs) Anyway, if you go to policygenius.com, you can find out how much you can save when they give you an insurance quote. The Apologies Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust them to offer unbiased help and advocate for you at every step until you're covered. They're a broker working to help insurance shoppers understand their options and compare quotes. So head over to policygenius with a lowercase g.com. All right, folks, next ad up is Bowl and Branch. I got them in my lap, and that's because it's a box of sheets. The cool thing about Bowl and Branch is that they use 100% sustainable raw materials only. And as the first fair trade certified manufacturer of linen, let's go linen, let's go linen, get those linen sheets in your fucking dish. You can feel as good about your bowl and branch sheets as they feel against your skin. Yo, that's what's up. I want a mutual relationship between my head and the brand and my body and the product. This is 100% organic cotton. I tell you, it feels better. Is there a thing that's better? What's better than cotton that's still cotton? Bowl and branch. See, I got you. You weren't even ready for that, Jojo. Um, here's the thing, 100% organic cotton, ethical production, and thoughtful attention to every detail. I must say, is this the packaging that they come in when you order? Yeah. The packaging's pretty legit. Anyway, uh, the little things make a big difference, and Bowling Branch also gives you a fair price with a 30-day risk-free trial. So you get free shipping and returns on that. So go to Bowling Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H. That's BowlingBranch.com with the promo code EAL Show. Here's the thing, folks. You go there, you type in EAL Show, you support the people that support us. You know why? Because we're running a business here. <laughs> and you know why we do that? Is because this is basically a good thing. Thanks, Scott and Missy. Uh, Bowl and Branch, get it in your dish. EAL shows the code. Bowlandbranch.com is the place to use the code. You could probably use the code elsewhere, but Bowl and Branch is where it's going to work to get you 15% off. Boom. Um. Okay, so back in August, um, we were we were in L.A. Carl and I did some filming together, and we made a video. Well, we had kind of we what we had planned to do didn't quite end up happening. We were going to do a series of different like kind of getting into golf tips with Carl, and we ended up kind of coming up together with one video where it's like you and Greg, right? Yeah, Greg Gallant. I love that guy. He's with the two gloves. So funny. Uh, anyway, yeah. we put together a video where you kind of break down your opinion on golf course etiquette. Ultimately, your you know overall feeling is that, I mean, golf's a pretty stuffy game when you compare it to the other sports that you've played your whole life. So we, we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about that. And, and can you tell me a little bit more about like, you know, we, 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 that came out of a, like us meeting and talking about it. And I just, I just think that you probably see that in a very clear way as far as like, why is it like this? You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, it, it was just like the etiquette. I went, to, it, it was a bad experience that I had one time. Cause when I was going to Los Feliz three with my homeboys, I wasn't experiencing too much of that except, you know, they, they're teaching me like, okay, don't hit the ball until they get off the green or something, which is, you know, common sense. I could hit them or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but like, uh, it was, it happened when I went with a buddy of mine, who's older and who's been playing golf for years. And he added me to his foursome at Skull Canyon at, at where we, where we recorded the video at. And 
these guys were just like being so passive aggressive with every little thing I was doing. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, man. I don't I like what what are we talking? The dude's mad at me because I'm in his peripheral, but he told my friend. He didn't tell me. I'm like, bro, tell me if you got an issue with me. Like, I don't I've been playing for three weeks at this time. And, you know, I, I wasn't super slow. But it, I wasn't like fast paced at that time. I wasn't playing at a pace that people wanted to like really get it in at. But I'm also like, hey, man, all of y'all look bad at this. I've watched golf before and don't none of y'all look like Tiger Woods. So like, why are you acting <laughs> yeah. like this? And it, it, I, I, we were supposed to play the full 18. I left at nine. I just was too upset and too in my head. And on top of that, that was making me frustrated it, that, that I was playing bad. That I was like, I couldn't hit the ball, couldn't get a straight shot, couldn't do anything. And it was because I care what people think a lot of the time. And I could feel the energy of these other guys being like, why'd you bring this guy? You know what I mean? Right. And a lot of that stuff was, a lot, a, a lot of it was kind of etiquette stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm totally like, I think one of the interesting things is that it's so hard to like learn the etiquette. And that was one of the things we kind of were aiming to do with the video series is just like, go into how, like w it's not written anywhere. You know what I mean? And there seems to be a lot yeah. of, you know, when you're on the course, there's a lot of expectation, but there's not a lot of shared knowledge on like, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like basketball. Like that's, that's like somebody coming on a basketball court and you making a shot and then they just taking the ball and going and shooting their own shot. So no man, give me my change. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's, that's like pickup basketball etiquette. Like you give me, give me my change. Like, yeah. And or if you miss the shot, some some places this is regional. I feel like, but some places if you miss a shot and they get the rebound, you go in for a layup, and then you hand the ball back to them so they can shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a little etiquette stuff too, but it ain't stuffy like that. If you did that to somebody, they're not gonna be like, why? You know, it's like right. regional. Like you know, like it depends on where you're at, and, and nobody's getting into a fight over that. Right. And nobody's like, don't be in my peripheral when I shoot this jump shot. All right, Carl. Not a comment yes, guy. Nah. Nah, not a comment dude, man. I don't I don't see the I don't see the the I don't see the merit in, in being a, a shitty commenter. Are you are you not all of these are shitty though. Um right, here's here's a good one to start with. We'll start off slow. Benjamin Ken says if you could get rid of every rule of etiquette but keep one, what would it be besides fixing a ball mark? Every rule of etiquette but one. Oh man, I would have to know more rules of etiquette. I guess uh, I would say it's it's okay to it's okay to be quiet when 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 your homies are about to hit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like that yeah. one. You know, I it's funny actually because after we shot that video, um, and we were talking about the peripheral vision, I've like sort of yeah. started to develop like now I have a thing where I'm like I, I can see someone behind me and I like uh, maybe I'm just getting worse at golf or getting more like neurotic, but. I'm, but I'm also not going to be on the team and be like, can you please step out of my peripheral vision? I'm potentially <laughs> going to hit a bad shot and I'm going to blame you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I got cut out of the video, but I remember making a comment of like, look, man, you ain't experienced pressure until you playing at Colorado State Pueblo and the whole student section is, is calling you Carl Fart and you got to <laughs> sink these free throws to try to win this game. So now, How did that not make it in? That should have made it in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing is like it it's so like static right all right here's a good um a well a well thought out question from Dion webb super excited to hear from carl 
uh, on the podcast. Two questions that I have for him is, what has the reception been like from other golfers for you as a beginner? Uh, and what are some things that you feel the game could implement to help it become more inclusive? He adds, I myself began golfing three years ago and have fallen absolutely in love with the sport. I want to be a part of the group of people in golf that is open and welcoming to beginners because all we, we were all once beginners. So I'm excited to hear your responses. So the two questions are, reception from other golfers as you were a beginner, Carl, and what could the game implement to become more inclusive? Yeah, so I think that's exactly what we were kind of just talking about. It's just like people being chill about stuff. You remember the group of guys that we met up with, uh, <laughs> the Latino guys that, yeah. that we were playing with? And how cool they were and how they were Super like, yeah, chill. man, join in. Like, you want a beer? You want to like the the fun little behind the scenes fact for the listener. That whole Modelo I was holding the whole time was given to me by them. Uh, yeah. It was very early in the morning. That was the most beer I had drank that early in the morning a long time. Um, but it was that was that it was a fun like they were just a fun group of guys who were just out there to have fun and 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 have a good time. It like treat it more like pickup as opposed to treating it like you're on the PGA tour. I think that's the thing for me. It's like, it's pickup. We having a good time. Remember yeah. the guys behind us that were being dicks? And I was just like, Eric, please don't make me try to play with them. Yeah. One of them like, had like a four inch knife on his belt. Yeah. The, the union yeah. guys. Yeah. 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 The union guys who were also trying to be funny at a certain point and the jokes weren't funny and they were te- te- teetering the line of being a little bit, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, yo, are but, we going to uh, get head butted? Is this what's about to happen? Yeah, but, like, but in the end, they, so they did something nice. I think, I think one of us dropped our phones and they like brought it. They were like, is this your phone? Oh yeah, yeah. A, one, not the guy who had the knife. He did not bring the phone. <laughs> no, no. He would have. I don't know what he would have done. Um. So uh, it, here's an interesting comment. It, this one. Someone felt the need to write. They wrote out dislike video. Thumbs down. Yeah, man. That's those people I was telling you about. <laughs> like that's a that's a living, breathing human who did that. <laughs> like what is that? Like you know what I mean? Like why would you write that? I don't know, hey man. Well, I have never. All I say I, to him is, watch Grand Crew Tuesday nights on NBC at eight thirty p.m. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I, I didn't mean to leave that comment on the video. I didn't, I didn't mean. Oh, that, that was you, Jojo. Yeah, you, but the fact that you typed it, Jojo, tells me more about you. Here's one. Here's one. Billy Powell says it's usually the thirty-five plus handicap hacks that have a problem with etiquette. It seems. LOL. Yeah, yeah, that's probably me. I don't even know what my handicap is, Billy. So jokes <laughs> on you. <laughs> Okay, um, here you go. This is I'm enjoying this. Um, I wonder how Carl's view on etiquette might change when he hits his tee shot to a very findable area between two fairways, watches a group on the adjacent hole roll up to it, stop briefly, then head off, and then he discovers that his ball is nowhere to be found. I've had, that's happened to me before. I was just this like, a- damn, they took my ball. Let me reach in my bag and get another one because this is not the PGA Tour. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that feeling of like... Because you know what I mean, though. Like, like I've had that happen multiple times at Muni's. You know what I mean? Like Wilson, yeah. Harding. Like I'm like, yes, where's my that's ball? That's exactly where it happened. Yeah, <laughs> where's my ball? And like, that is a funny thing. Like, because for some reason we had we un- we we understand that the ball is our property. And like yeah. for some reason, yeah. don't fuck with my property. You know? Yeah. But it's like, yeah. who cares? I get that. A lot of this stuff, and see, this is what I was worried about. Like this is when I, when you texted me yesterday and you were like, "How's this for the thumbnail?" And I was like, "Man, that's gonna cause a lot of people to get in a." I'm, I'm just saying, like that's not what the video is saying. It's not saying right. like all etiquette should be it should be erased or whatever. Which is why the guy who talked about the 35 plus handicap hack, like that's 
he he probably didn't watch the video or didn't listen to it. He was right. just mad from jump. And who knows what he's got going on in his life. May he be blessed. I hope he is blessed and highly favored. But you know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. like that's not what we're saying. I'm not saying that you can't have rules in a sport. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm I'm not saying that there isn't like ways that you be re- respectful to the other people playing and stuff like that. That's exactly what I'm saying. Be respectful. So I told you the story one time. I don't think it made it into the video, but I told you the story. By the time I was at Wilson Harding and I shanked it, it was a bad, it was, it was ugly. And it went near some guys, but it didn't hit them. I yelled for, which is, a, that's another piece of etiquette that I don't mind. Yell it, scream it, shout yeah. it if you're about to hit somebody. Let them know. That little ball hurts. I've been, I've been hit. Yeah. Uh, and, oh yeah, I've been hit. It was like by an old Korean man at, at Harding. It didn't hurt too bad. Okay. But, uh, it, uh, uh, yeah, that's fine. Like I yelled it and these guys are, you know, what the f- talking shit. So I get into my golf cart and I drive over there and I was like, and the dude was just like, oh, when they saw me get out the cart and they were like, oh, uh, hey, your, your ball's over there, man. And I'm like, when they saw yelling? me get out of the cart, was- explain, explain like, what did they see when you got out of the cart? They saw all 63260 of me in all my glory, <laughs> upset and mad that I, that I even have to come over here. And like, so I'm like, who's, who's yelling? Who was doing the yelling? <laughs> um, your, your ball's over there, man. Like, it's just, like, we're trying to, like, it's all good, dude. Like, we're trying to, like, mess. I said, no, who was doing the yelling? Because did y'all not hear me yell? Did y'all not hear me say four? You heard it, right? So why are y'all talking shit? Shut up. Yeah. Like, and then I, I got back in my mistake. car and said, have a nice day. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to hit it over it's not here. That, it's not that serious. I didn't do this on purpose, man. Like, I didn't want to hit it over here. I wasn't trying to hit one of y'all. <laughs> I was I was uh, I was playing with a guy last week who it was the first time I'd ever seen it. He hit somebody. It was crazy. Yeah. Like I was like I was like no that didn't hit him and he's like I think it hit him and I was like I don't think so. I guess I have bad eyesight. But basically, uh, yeah, we went over there and it was an old guy. Like we, I mean, my friend was like thirty, but he, but the guy he was old and I remember just feeling like the 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 most interesting thing was like um, you're just like, <laughs> what do you do? There's nothing you can do. You hit a guy, There's you're going to say sorry, do. and then you move on. That's it. That's it. It's And that's that's another part of the thing. I think this got lost in the etiquette conversation because this is another thing that happened a couple weeks ago. I was at Roosevelt. You know uh, hole seven, I mean, hole six at Roosevelt, the yeah. downhill slope? So yeah. my homie, who isn't that good of a golfer, gets just he just hits that driver in the right spot, and he makes it onto the green. Oh, and there was a group on the green? And there was a group on the green. I mean, it's so he, unlikely he, that you're going to hit the green on that hole. It's like it's like 300 yards. Yes. It's so far. It's so far, and he drove it. And it hit. Or maybe they. it was right before they got to the green. It was something where it was like, we could have gone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the line is mm-hmm. backed up. None of us are going to hit that hard. And so we get down there. They're done by the time we get down the hill. They've already gone off the green. We finish up our hole. And we headed up, you know, headed up that side hill to hole seven yeah, right there, which the is a little yeah. part three. And uh, we were like, oh, man, we didn't think we didn't think he was going to hit that. And this old guy's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what every asshole says when they Whoa. hit before they're supposed to. Yeah. So you didn't think you were going to hit it, huh? You didn't think you're, so you, you, you're hitting, you're, you're uh, aiming at people and you're hitting on that. And you didn't think Whoa. I said, hey, man. And the dude apologized. My homie apologized. I said, sorry, bro. 
Like I didn't, I really didn't think it was going to, yeah, that's what every asshole says. I said, Hey man, you should probably just keep walking. (laughs) And it's just like, man, it didn't hit you, bro. Yeah. And everybody hits on that hole. I think it's even like three 30, like, like, Everybody, you, if you waited for people to clear the green, that would be a three-hour, nine-hole round. Dude, dude, it's already two and a half. Yeah, that just adds extra. Like, it's it's a beautiful course, but, like, that, it, it takes a long time to get, get through it. And so we were just like, let's speed it up a little bit. These guys are, it looks like they're wrapping up. And the, guy, the good golfers in that group didn't say nothing. Also, there have right. been, I've been hit by a ball, and I've also had near misses where the ball, like, you know, do 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 rolls rolls by me, and it's probably yeah. like three or four feet away from me or whatever. And you just you know kind of look back, and they're waving, and you just wave back like it's all good. Yeah. It didn't hit We're me. Good. What am I upset about? The ball did not hit me. The thing about the thing about getting hit by a golf ball is there's not much in the world like it. Like there's not yeah. there's not like a like it would be like as if you were like in a coffee shop and you just splashed like mildly hot coffee on someone, and you're like, I'm sorry, man, and just a little bit. Like, <laughs> so you just kind of messed up their day. Like, you yeah. oh man, oh, my, my bad dude. Let me buy you a coffee. Let me get you a gift card. Let me, like, I've ruined your shirt. You're wearing yeah. white. It's after Labor Day, but you're wearing white. <laughs> I messed up your shirt. Like, let me get like you what, something. What else is like hitting someone with a golf ball? Is there is there anything else like it where it's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. That you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess you could, uh, what else? Like, like uh, not holding the door for somebody. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. And they go, oh, and he goes, oh, yeah. my bad, man. I didn't see sorry. you behind me. I'm sorry. I was thinking, I was thinking like, uh, you know, when you go park and then you open the car door and you hit the other car and you're just like, and you hit the other Fuck. person's car and you just kind of, and, and they're in the car and you know, and they give you that stare. <laughs> they're in the like, car and you're like, they're oh, in the shit. car and you bump it and you go, my bad, man. It's nothing. There's no scratch or anything, but do we need to, my yeah, bad. What's, that's what's that's my bad. I'm sorry. It's a tight. These are compact spots, and neither of our cars are compact. It's a, like, we both have SUVs. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I'm sorry. And usually a good person is just like, all oh. right. Or this, this may be a little bit more dangerous, so let's add a little bit more stakes to it in case okay. the ball is coming pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. When you are about to make a right turn and there's a car blocking the pedestrian, oh, and so you slam on brakes. You know, you slam. Oh shoot, my bad. Yeah. Sorry. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I I understand how this could have been scary for you, but my bad. If as long as you apologize, you hold your hands up, say sorry. As yeah. long as you're not a dick about it, you know what I'm saying? Usually that person just goes, "It's all good." Yeah, I've been there. Like, I was thinking about that because, like, in L.A., the like the like the passenger is like you know Jesus, the the the, the pedestrian. Like if you're a pedestrian in LA, you are literally like, you're just like a, you're a bag of cash. You know what I mean? Cause like if you get hit, you're making money. Yeah. I almost got, I almost got rear ended today because I had to slam on brakes because a dude walked in the jaywalked in front of a truck parked in the median. Like, and I did not see him. And I had, Oh, he just kept walking, had his double, but didn't even look up. Just kept walking. Person Whoa. next to me also had to slam on brakes, and Definitely that happens all drugs. the time here. People, yeah, people don't care about their lives a lot of the time <laughs> with that. Uh, Are you a jaywalker? Do you jaywalk? No, I hate it. Yeah, and if I and if I if I do have to jaywalk, what I don't do is one of my biggest pet peeves, and it happens in this city all the time. Jaywalkers who saunter that deserves yeah. a good slap across the face. Yeah, they're they're Walk not your ass across. Yeah. You better run across that street. 
Yeah, they don't sense any urgency. No. See, that's, the, that's, the, that's what I'm talking about. The jaywalker that saunters, they're the one that they're like, go ahead, hit me. I will literally, you will go to prison. Yeah. And that's, I hate that. I they're hate like that. like taunting energy. you. Yeah. Those and people those are, are the same people, people who get in, who comment. <laughs> they're the like, yes, yes, they're the commenter. Yes. You and I are the same person. I'm just bad at improv and you're just a genius. <laughs> at I want to go to Carl school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the thing about jaywalking in LA is it, 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 so if you're with a group of people and they initiate a jaywalk, are you, do you try to talk them out of it? Uh, it depends on where we are and what they're doing. If we are, if we have to jaywalk, everybody's had to jaywalk before. I've had to jaywalk. If yeah. the next crosswalk ain't far and I'm trying to get right here, I'm going to run yeah. across the street, but I'm going to wait till the traffic calms down so much that nobody will have to slow down that no, <laughs> and I'm not going to saunter. I'm going to sprint across the street. Yeah. Like, cause the, and then I've been like, oh man, now listen, I don't, I don't mean to get into no type of misogynistic bag, but I will tell you this. I have been on like dates where we have to like maybe jaywalk or something. And the girl's just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm oh sauntering, you know, doing and that. And I'm like, heels on. girl, come, no, she ain't got no damn heels on. These are daytime dates. These are, <laughs> this is at the, this is at the Grove. She's got on Stan Smith's. What's your, what's your first date? What's your go-to first date? Oh man! Oh, you get into your bag now. Let me see. Let me think. Uh, a good go-to first date. I think a a, a a happy hour is nice. You know, okay. I like not that. too much. Not too much pressure. We ain't gotta have the pressure of the nighttime. We don't have to. We whatever food we get could be in snack form. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, and just you know, you, a couple of daytime light margaritas, or a spritz or two. Are you doing like a, a online dating? What are you doing? How do you? How, what's the what's the method? Ooh, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll swipe on hinge every now and then, you know, late nights, do you have a, late, do you have an lonely opener? late nights. Do you, do you, nah. do you what's your opener? How, how do you, I don't have, how, a how, no, I gotta, I gotta judge off the picture and try like pray for rain. I hope <laughs> something is, I hope something is good enough that they say, you know, Hey, aren't you that guy from that show? And I go, yes. Yeah, that's me. Well, what's, <laughs> what's one opener that you were just shocked that you didn't get a response? Because, you know, there's sometimes where you're like, this is gold. Like, this is going to work. There was one where I think she, it's probably it probably had something to do with with what they had on in their picture or something like that. And I was like, oh, right. so and so, so and so like a rare pair of sneakers or something like that. And I was like, oh, so you you out here uh, like uh, using the term like probably had on a pair of Jordans. And I'm like, oh, you out here jaywalking like <laughs> and they just don't don't respond or something like that, you know. But I don't do that very often, man. Honestly. I really, <laughs> I saw a meme that was very funny. And go, that single shit don't hit till at night. Because during the day, I'm chilling. And right. I, I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. Like, where it's like, oh, man, I'm chilling, man. Like, I'm, I'm in the house. Like, when, when I, when I want to be, you know, I ain't got to answer to nobody. And sometimes you just want to kick it with your boys. Kick it with the fellas. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, online dating is definitely like, uh <sighs> It's weird because it when you when you're first like all right I'm gonna do this you're like this is amazing, and then yeah. invariably everybody like 45 days later is like I'm gonna fucking delete this terrible waste of time that ultimately leads to just wasted money and time. Yep, yep, that's true. And then and then when you start when you go on a good date, but you realize like a couple of dates in it's like oh this ain't working, and yeah. you and now you got to break up with somebody who you don't even go with. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
You're literally right. breaking up with someone. You've never seen their house. You don't know the name yeah. of their pet, but you're like, I don't want to see you anymore. And they're just like, uh, like it's yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. That's a weird one. And girls will ghost you too. Some guys will ghost too. I'm not going to put that just on girls, but girls you know, will ghost the, you if they don't want to. What's your opinion on ghosting? I've heard some people even be like, yeah, it's fine. But I'm like, no. And I, I did. I went on one day with someone and I guess as a guy, I feel like a specific responsibility to be chivalrous. But like, so I went mm-hmm. on one date with someone. This is like a year or two ago. And we went on one date and like, I didn't text her. Like, it was like, a, we went for a walk. You know what I mean? We went for a walk in a park. And like, yeah. you know, she texted me the next day and was like, it would be nice to see you again. And I was like, ah, what do I say? You know? So I, so I, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell her, you know? And I was yeah. like, uh, hey, it was really nice meeting you, but uh, I don't think we're a match. And I thought that was pretty respectful, you know, and she didn't respond to me. And I was, I kind of wanted to follow up and be like, D- copy, do you? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, see, no, you got out scot-free. That's your ego saying, wanting a response from that. Right. They're allowed to do that. They, they think, don't need to respond to that. They don't need to respond to the, to the rejection. Yeah. I think it's better if they don't. Like, I right. definitely have, uh, I don't ghost people. Unless they, unless they get a little, you know, I don't like to oh, yeah. use the word crazy, especially when describing women, but let's just say if they get a little, you know, out of pocket on me, I, I don't, I don't, that's the only time I've ever ghosted people is when I'm like, oh, I do not want to have communication with this person anymore. And it's a right. serious matter. My, my safety is, is in jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, so I'll tell, I'll tell somebody like, yo, I'm, I'm not feeling it or whatever, but I have been ghosted. I don't mind it. Like it lets me know it's the, the soft ghost is what I don't like. Oh. Where it's like, oh, the let's the, hang out uh, soon, or the one word response like, "Hey, how's your day going?" At noon, <laughs> and then at six o'clock, she goes, "Good," and I'm like, "I'm sorry, excuse me." Oh, the one word, no follow up, like basically a bad yeah. conversationalist. Y- yes, and it, and and the six hour gap in between there, because I'm right. like, "Oh, you're soft ghosting me. Like you 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 feel bad for ghosting. You're softing me right now. You're, yeah. you're doing the soft ghost because you're, you're like you're a self hating ghost." Like, you don't, yeah, you don't have to do that to me, girl. You tell yeah. me you don't want to see me. I'm, I'm like, peace. <laughs> I'm out. Like, Either ghost me or let's fucking hang. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, like, I totally to- agree with you. That's an L.A. thing, though. What? That's an L.A. thing. They're like, ha-ha. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, just like, yeah. ha-ha, or just like, LOL, yeah. and you're like, but I don't know what to do with LOL. Like, it's like... Yeah. Yeah. I, I have some some hard online dating stats for y'all. What is that? Okay. When I was in college, I knew a girl and her older sister uh, founded Bumble. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's the She's one. She's the one that got girl. sued by that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Whitney. And I, she came and gave a talk at a place I was at college. And she, basically I asked, because she started talking about all her data, and I asked, where are the worst men in the United States? Because I know you can do it by city. And the term you're looking for is called breadcrumbing. So there's ghosting mm. where you disappear. Oh. And then breadcrumbing is some Hansel and Gretel bullshit <laughs> where you just leave it little bits of love along a trail until yeah. you get lost in the woods. And Whoa. she gave me the three worst cities. And it was Portland, Oregon, Los Angeles. Worst city in the U.S., 512, Austin, Texas. Wait, the, really? Austin is the, is the most popular breadcrumbing city? And ghosting. No way. Interesting. Is it because of the college? And because young people do that shit? It couldn't be me. I mean, 
Um, what is that? That doesn't, that's sad. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't, uh, we need to stop the breadcrumbing. Stop the bread coming. Stop the bread coming. Increase, <laughs> in, in, increase the peace. Dude, uh, let's get that response rate up. Just be honest with your fellows. Hey, yeah, you matched with me. I mean, but I get it though. Now I will say this about ghosting on the app. If if y'all ain't t- if y'all ain't taking it to the streets yet, if y'all if y'all haven't taken it to the streets yet, I feel like both parties have a right to be like, eh, nah. not gonna respond to that one no more. Yeah. If, if y'all haven't taken, if y'all have taken it to the streets, you owe a person out of, you know, out of kindness to be like, Hey, not feeling it. Like how you handle that, Eric. Yeah. Like I think if you, cause y'all took it to the streets, y'all went out, y'all was in the woods. It was a pandemic pandemic. Everybody's hiking. Yeah. You know, a pandemic. everybody's out. I say that. Uh, everybody's hiking. That was, a, I went on a hike and I had to tell this girl I was scared of snakes and I think she didn't like that. Really? Yeah. I was like, I, I feel like you want to go on a hike. I was like, can we do something else? Because I'm, I, it, it's snakes in the woods. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want. It, honestly, <laughs> I think it's a red flag if some if someone's like, I love snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I don't trust nobody that loves snakes. That's weird. You agree? Because there, there's, no there's no connection with snakes. There's no connection with snakes. You can't have a connection with snakes. I don't care what people say. You can yeah. feel them. Yeah, they 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 sizing you up to eat you. Exactly. Exactly. Like a snake is just like no one has ever like. There never is a snake described as like, you know, if you take a person and liken them to a snake, it is no, nowhere is that a good, you know, like way <laughs> oh of describing God. someone. That person is so warm. They're warm. They may have a colder out of shell, but they're so warm. They're like a snake. Just like, like a warm oh, little snake. Not, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I kind of want to look into what it's like to be cold blooded. Because like cold blooded is another way of describing a snake and a terrible yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? That was cold blooded. Yeah. I mean, meaning you don't care about nobody else and nothing else. And that's yeah, what do I snakes think. have friends? I I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't want to even ask. I don't want to, like every time I see one of those videos of like a bunch of snakes like crawling yeah. over each other, oh, I'm like ah, no, get out no. of here. Wait, do do <laughs> snakes have families? Like what? I've never heard. I've never seen like a family of snakes just like going for a slither. <laughs> Yes. Now, now, now I will say you've seen that video of like the little like uh, lizard in the like Galapagos mountains where all the snakes are coming out to try to eat this lizard. Have you? Ever oh, yeah. Seen yeah. That? And he makes it. Yeah, he makes it. I'm assuming that was a family of snakes. Like they all like in cahoots with each like other, rattling tribe. or something. A hissing. Yeah. yeah. Group of snakes is called a, a den or a pit. A pit. Oh. Fucking a gross. Pit. Yeah. <laughs> the snake pit. All right. Uh, well, what's the cutest thing on earth, Carl? Let's end on that. The what? The what's cutest the cutest animal? thing on? Yeah, what's the cutest thing out there? I like tigers, man. Really? Cute? Yeah. Like a baby tiger? Think, yeah, baby tigers. Ah, that's fucking cute. Yeah. I could just see that. You know what I mean? Well, you, well, you said the cutest, cutest animal or cutest thing. Period. Well, it's the cutest thing. Oh, I'm going babies, man. Just a baby. baby's laughing. Babies laughing and playing stuff. Yeah. I, I think babies is the, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Like a, when, when someone meets you, Carl, that's what they get. They get a baby laughing, dude. That's that's like you you embody that in such a beautiful way. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. I think babies laughing. You see, I see a baby uh, like seeing a, a relative or something like that, and they just like smile. Like that's tight. Or, or when they do something fun. When a baby does something fun that they think is funny, that's like the purest thing in the world to me. Right. Yeah. 
That's cute. I was expecting <laughs> I was expecting a baby tiger, but the babies is cute. Yeah. <laughs> I find I mean I think babies. You know what I think I I kind of like a what what age are you thinking? Cuz I'm thinking like for me it's like 4 years old. Like I can kind of talk years old? but I don't know what I'm doing. I can walk. I got a little clothes on. Like I they look I look like you, but I'm much much smaller. Nah, at four, four at four they dirty. You know, they start getting into mischief. <laughs> I'm thinking like the cute baby is like nine months, almost oh. a year. Can't fully yeah. walk yet, like kind of waddling, but be falling over and stuff. <laughs> That's the cute baby. Only two oh teeth at the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah, two teeth's good. Yeah. I just kind of like when they can walk up to you and be like, "Excuse me," you know what I mean? And they're like, you know, they they're like, "Can I play games on your person? phone?" Yeah, can I play games on your phone? Do you have a lot of nieces and nephews? No, my brothers, my, my siblings are all much younger than I am. Oh, okay. So they don't have children yet. Uh, my, my youngest brother does have a child, but I haven't met her yet. Uh, he lives in Mississippi, but, uh, um, yeah, they, uh, I don't have, I don't have too many nieces and nephews. I don't have any. Oh, I got one. <laughs> How often do people pitch you on a show? How often are people like, Carl, I got an idea for you. All the time. I got one for you. Yeah. I want to see the show where you, where you're a babysitter. Wait a second, though. Wait a second, because <laughs> you you have connections in the world. You might not want to say this out loud. I got some connections on the pot. You might you might need to tell me this in in, in private because you know we can really pitch stuff. I think this is good. From no, the, we'll, we'll pitch from it right here. Brain. My agent listens mind. to this show. Just send this. Just send this show to your agent and be like, tune into sixty two minutes, and there's a pitch in there. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. They could like go with you places, you know, and like. Uh, and it's like you don't really want to be a babysitter, but you also you, you you're also like tied to it. You're like you you love it, yeah. but it's like you're like you know what I mean. I run an orphanage. I'm the man from the Cider House Rules. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I hope he wasn't a pedophile. Anymore. I never saw it either. But, uh, was he? Was it bad? <laughs> was it bad? Was it bad? Jojo? Jojo's pulling his hat down. It's not a role model. Not a, okay. He wasn't. Oh, okay. Shit. You like that idea though, huh? Yeah, I like that. I like the idea of me walking these kids on a leash, and I got one baby on my in a in a Bjorn on my stomach. Yeah, and I'm walking. How, how did kids. you become a babysitter? Like, I, in how did that come to pass? Like, what happened? Uh, I just I, I was unemployed in 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 town, and all the all the teenagers uh, had COVID. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was like you, this is your you, idea. This is my okay. I think it was like um, I think it was like um. You know what you're you're like working somewhere in a, in a in a smallish medium sized town. You know, like St. Louis, maybe, right? Yeah, okay. medium sized town. You're working somewhere, and like, did you when you were a kid? I don't know if it's happened to you, but like, I got left at the supermarket. <laughs> no, like my I mom never left. Got left. Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess I. That's funny. I'm All still these scarred. kids got left. Yeah, I was no, but like, well, one kid gets left, and you're like working there, and you're like where's your mom? And he's like, I don't know. And you're like, all right, I got you. And like, he just starts like helping you out and you like develop a connection. Finally, the mom comes back and you're like, you like realize this is not a great show. I'm writing a terror. I shouldn't, <laughs> I have no business writing a show. This is terrible. This hey, is the most boring You want to babysit my kid? <laughs> and then the show starts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, lady, I'm calling child protective services on you. This kid's been with me for like all day. You didn't notice that he was gone. <laughs> Oh my god. Carl, it's been a pleasure, man. I appreciate your time, dude. Thank you so much, man. It's been a, a blast. Yeah. When are you gonna come out to Austin? 
Um, me and my buddy were actually just talking about it. I know South By is coming up pretty soon. Yeah. I was supposed to go to that a couple years ago, but I don't think we're going to do it this year. But me and my homie were just talking about doing a little Texas trip maybe in April. Okay, maybe cool. Around that time. Are you going to book some stand-up? Are you going to come and work? What are you going to do? Uh, Austin does have a, 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 a improv. They used to have an improv scene. I'm sure I could uh, maybe do a set down there somewhere. I could work on my game. I'll work on it. Yeah, and you can come jump up with us. I'll try it. We got a space. Yeah, we could do an improv show at the HQ here. Fuck it. That's a great idea, JoJo. Also, I I, I will come and give you all a workshop, though. We should definitely get that on the books. Let's do it. I tell you, I I don't know if any of you listening thought that was terrible, and it might have been, but I I think, you know, you got to start somewhere. You know, no one, you don't laugh at someone who's bad at golf. You know, you just, you give them support. Thanks, Carl. (laughs) Thank you. And tell all my dudes I said, what's up? Miss those guys. My boy Mitchell. Yeah, he's good, man. He moved to New York. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, he moved to New York. All right, dude. We'll see you in a bit, Carl. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Later. Bye.